dispose of the dead with dignity. The diction he <laughs> exhibits is exquisite. <laughs> oh my god, I got can we pause and listen yeah. to that? Okay, see you guys in a second. And hit it. <laughs> You've <laughs> never done that. I'm inspired by the Grammys, which I didn't even watch. I didn't watch them either. And I and everything of good stuff. Everything I read this year was like best Grammys ever. I was like, fuck, they've been talking so much shit about the Grammys. I didn't even care to watch it. I haven't recorded, so we could watch. I, okay. I figured I'd watch the clips. So from the Grammys, I didn't watch. What I'm really looking forward to watching is uh, the, like Michelle Obama was there. I saw that. With a great Janelle Monet. I really want to see Brandi Carlisle's performance. Yep, yep. Um, people, we saw her live. People were complaining that Lady Gaga's was too emotional. Like she's. What over, does that mean? Right, like overly whatever. And I was just kind of like, she's giving you a show. Like, 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 leave it are, alone. Are you people never happy? Like, no, no one is ever happy. No. And then I heard someone today at boot camp talking about. Don't worry, John's cooking tacos. Uh, talk or at boot camp talking about. Uh, I think Travis Scott, who's a rapper, performed, and they were like, "What was he walking through? Was it weed smoke?" <laughs> and I was like, "Do you know how old and crumpety you sound? Crumpety, <laughs> very crumpety." Yeah. And then even I'm Facebook friend. Wait, will you talk for a second? Yeah, hello. Okay, good. I was making sure the levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hello. Yeah, hi. <laughs> I'm here. Um, someone else, he was our, uh, he was a prof- a teacher in high school. I will talk to tell you who it was later. But he has Facebook, and I don't know why I'm friends with him. He has the I, FB. Yeah, he is on the FB. And he was talking about how, like, what are these people? Who is this? What is this music? And someone commented, another person who was, like, my, I don't even want, cheerleading coach in high school. Okay. And she was like, do you realize how old you sound? And I was like, thank you. Like, yeah. You can't, I mean, I'm sure someday I will be saying these same things, but I like to think I'd keep an open mind. Yeah. I can still like my old music and appreciate what's happening in the new. Yeah, and just understand that, like, it's probably going to be different. Right. And it's probably going to be some version of reinventing something. And, like, just appreciate it. for what it be. For what it fucking is. But I'm really upset that, like, literally every year they talk about how shitty— Who is they? I don't know. But people write about, like, (laughs) how shitty the Grammys are. Or, like, this person got, like— this person didn't win and they should have. And right. like this, I, I was reading all these articles this morning where they're like, it was like very spread out. All these Casey Musgraves won album of the year. Like which, different people won things. And I and I don't know. So why why the year that, that I don't want? Actually, I never really watched the Grammys. I didn't either. But Alicia Keys, I guess, was like, be, like brilliant. And then she also, I did see a clip of this. She sat between two pianos. I saw that too. <gasps> Crazy. Do you remember the year that Hamilton performed at the Grammys? No. Yeah. I remember because Who? Rachel was watching it and she was like, Rachel wanted to go see Hamilton. Oh, sucks to be her. She hasn't seen it yet, has she? Well, but I don't think she really cares about it now. But she was like, I didn't even know about it. I didn't know what it was. Oh. But it, they were the opening BH act. before Hamilton. Yeah, they were the opening oh. act at the Grammys. I bet that was 2016. The same Probably. The year the Tonys. Uh, I just keep thinking about like how hard it would be to play piano because when you're doing it like that, one of them is backwards. Because, like, when they're facing each other, yeah, like, they're up. So, like, how does your brain do that? I mean, they're not backwards, but, like, you're going different directions. Like, it's not like the high keys are all straightforward and the low keys are all back. Like, mm-hmm. it's 
That would take some fucking brain power. Yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. Wait, is that Coldplay? <laughs> Something. I know, but I like it. Um, I was thinking of what was that one song? I don't remember. I don't know. Um, Welcome to the on call room. <laughs> A very distracted Grey's Anatomy podcast that is mostly about Grey's Anatomy, but also sometimes not. Sometimes about our lives. Yeah. I'm Bree. I'm Abby. And you're listening to the Adam Call Room of Grey's Anatomy. Um, you can find us just before we get into this thing we have to get into, which I just remembered, we actually have a plan for this intro. Yeah. Ow. Ooh, did you late. remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I just did. Uh, you can find us on patreon.com slash the on call room where you can support us mm-hmm. and join the 400 some people who are. Su- Wait, that's not right. That's the like 80 people. 80 people, yeah, who yeah. are supporting us. I'm going to say 400. It sounds more impressive. Well, I join would say there are probably 400, at hun- least 400 people who listen. Join the hundreds of people supporting us um, and become a patron where you can co host and get bonus episodes and all sorts of stuff. And also, you can go to Instagram.com slash Pod, where Brie writes really funny shit once a week, and I'm going to start a new segment where I share things that the Grey's Anatomy cast members or ex-cast members are sharing on their Instagram. Which I love. I think that's great. I think that should be like an um, end-of-the-week thing. Yeah. You know, because like beginning midweek is like our stuff, and then right. end week. I think so, too. Or like even like on a Sunday night, like yeah. just to get when you you're started. Yeah. yeah. Like I was this Sunday when I was yeah. watching Grey's. Um, okay, so one of our listeners in the Facebook group, which you should become a patron because then you can join this group, had this great idea. They're just the most beautiful community. and Such lovely people. Yeah, they want to get to know each other better, which warms my tiny cold heart. And they're also really funny. Maybe funnier than oh, us. Oh, 100% funnier than us. Yeah. And they wanted to ask, they had like people collect questions that they would be interested in knowing everyone's responses. They grouped them together. And then a lot of our listeners... Like, wrote in their answers, but we haven't given ours yet because mm-hmm. we are going to give them here. Now. Now. Let me open it. I feel like the, um, do you, who wants, who wants to be a millionaire? Like, <laughs> a, a millionaire? That's from, um, what's the movie, uh, Slumdog Millionaire? They're oh, like yeah. Like, wow. millionaire. I forgot about that movie. It's, did that one, it's deaf to did tell. that win Best Picture? It, I feel like it did. We were in it elementary did. school or something. No, or no. We were in school? high school. Oh, well, yeah, same thing. <laughs> They're all the same. I just we strongly in, remember that movie. Um, qu- Just about movies winning yeah. Best Picture. Oscars are coming up soon. Um, I saw this crazy thing on, um, I, I think it's called the Vagina Bible. Okay, I'm interested. Um, it's, it's like an Instagram thing. I just started, re- I like recently started following all of these, um. Ah, yes, it is called the Vagina Bible. Okay, look at this, Abby. This is the going back all the way to 1997, and it lists from there each year all of the um, films that won um, Best Picture. Oh. And then it gives a bar graph of how much men speak in the movie and how much women speak in the movie. Holy bajonkies. Every single one. What the fuck did I just the, say? But, uh, holy bajonkies. <laughs> wow. Every single one. Men are like over 80%. Me, men are like practically 90% of the film, and the women's roles are like, I would say between like 
10% to 30%. Does it show like what this year's? I guess we don't know who. We don't know Does who Does it won. get better though? It has to. I don't know. So like English patient, Titan- like Oops. Titanic had a little bit more, but it's crazy that because I love the fucking Oscars. And right. then I saw this and I was like, Oh, I'm also, really disgusted by this. Also, like, a, seeing a visual representation of it. Versus, yeah. Yeah. And then even seeing movies, like, I really loved, like, Birdman and Spotlight and, like— um, Oh, so these are, like, recent. Return, oh, yeah, it's from 1997 all the way up till 2016. Oh, I heard the years wrong. Oh, my God. Name some more. Um, American Beauty, Gladiator, Beautiful Mind, Return of the King, Lord of the Rings, A Million Dollar that Baby. That Best Picture? Mm-hmm. Crash, The Departed— um, no Country for Old Men, Slumdog Millionaire, The Hurt Locker, The King's Speech, Argo, yeah. 12 Years a Slave, Birdman, Spotlight. It's so funny because in your head you can be like, oh, yeah, because the characters they're about are men. Yeah, but it's because but that's like, only what they're writing about. And then you're like, oh, that's the problem. Yeah, and because only men are creating these Who's films. nominated this year? Do you know? Um, a Star is Born, mm-hmm. um, Roma. Oh, I need to watch that. Um, So do I. Uh, I think Black Panther. Mm, That's a good one. Um, I'm surprised, really. Black Klansman. Okay. You're doing great. I'll look them up later. Yeah. Um, I a lot of still need to watch ones from last year. Like I still haven't watched Shape of Water. Yeah. Jake never wants to watch it with me, and I don't want to watch it alone. It's one that I like want to watch with someone for some reason. I think the favorite also. There's a couple that are in theaters still that I really want to see, so maybe we should go this weekend. I would will be out of town, but I or like this would week. love that. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. after work or something. I love a good movie theater. I have a free popcorn bucket. Oh my God, I'm all coupons. about it. Coops. I think for two free slushies. Oh God, can I get the, the soda you can, kind? You pick whatever, yeah. Yeah, you like the frozen flavor. Coke? Oh yeah. I do can frozen- I also get a glass of wine? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, we have to go. Yeah. I do the frozen Coke and then like a splash of the cherry and then the I, frozen Coke. I get it, but I don't like That's the okay. cherry. That's okay, you don't have to. I prefer cherry over the blue though. Did you know, too, like, the last time of—I feel like in—I don't know if it was the Oscars, but, like, the last time a female director has won when— Well, Lady Bird was robbed. Yeah. A female director won an Oscar, or the Oscar. It's just crazy to think about. Yeah, it really is. Also crazy to think about how, like, sometimes I can just brush it off. I'm like, meh. But, like, I'm like, oh, I'm conditioned to feel that way. Um, oh, it was in. If we edited our podcast, this would be a segment that we edit out while we look up the answers. But we are not that But this is, um, Catherine Bigelow is the first and only woman to date to win the award. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. She won for the Hurt Locker. Oh, I remember when she won for the Hurt Locker. That's crazy. She's the only, only woman. Yeah. And like, oh, I think like, and not very many women are ever nominated. No. Um, I'm just going to, sorry, I'm changing, not changing the topic. Oh, I that's fine. I thought of something before I forget. Listeners, if any of you are podcast editors. Ooh, contact us. Yeah. At, email us at um, callroom at, at gmail.com. Yeah. Because, yeah, just talk to us. If you, like, we use GarageBand, and if you are someone that edits and likes to do it for fun. And I feel like it would be easy to, like, snip that out, but to make it, like, sound good. Well, yeah, and you have to enjoy listening to us. Yeah. So, you know, uh, maybe hit us up. Yeah. I have, this is great. We should do this more often. 
Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Uh, moving on. To, moving on. Okay. So we're going to go through. Should we answer and then read some of the responses? Yeah. So should we just go back and forth? Sure. Okay. Uh, so what's. I ap- want you to go first. Okay. Top show outside of Grey's Anatomy. So this there's a question about shows. This is just. T- in number, general. Yeah. Okay. Number And I feel like it's fair to say that whatever you think of in this moment, because I think it's really impossible. I'd have to think for a very long time. Okay. Can you I go first? Can I guess what yours is? Yeah, because I don't really know what I want to say it's either How I Met Your Mother mm-hmm. or it's um, Shameless. Ooh, it's not How I Met Your Mother, um, but that's what I did like. At the time, it was. Yeah. Um, I would say either Shameless or Friday Night Lights might be my all-time. Okay, time. I still need to watch that. I could go back and watch it all of the time. Okay. Do you know what mine is? Gilmore Girls. Yep. Easy. Perfect. Um, This one gives us more chance. Okay. What three shows, oh, you currently watch? Like what are on your, yeah. Law and Order SVU. Okay. Still up to date with that. This Is Us. Uh Uh-huh. And when it's current, like Handmaid's Handmaid's Tale. Tale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mine is, well, those as well. And Game of Thrones. I watch all of those. I would also say, let's change this to, and you can give some more answers on your Netflix queue. Like, so things that maybe aren't, well, that is current. Never mind. You answered it right. Okay. So mine is Shameless. Uh, this is us and Law and Order SVU. Okay, and but like so if it's like more. Game of Thrones, <laughs> well, yeah, if it's Game of Thrones time, then that would be on my list. Also, I want to add a little like tiny little yes, down asterisk. from Gilmore Girls from the top one, Sex in the City. Ooh, do you know I've never watched it fully? Like we I, should watch it. It's I, so good. I would say that I've probably seen eighty percent of the episodes, but not in order. Yeah, and yeah. I just get really sad when I watch it because I just really want Carrie's hair. Oh, like yeah, it, and her, like bo- it, I want her abs. Just every, yeah. And yeah, like, and like her, like, just, risky fashion sense. Yeah, I just want like, everything about her. And I want her when she's, like, smoking a cigarette and writing. Yeah, and drinking a ma- martini. Yeah. And she, it's like, I've always wanted to be Carrie Bradshaw, and I fucking love Sarah Jessica Parker. Another one that I wouldn't say, I actually, I would say this is one of my top three when it's a new season is... Um, her new show on HBO oh, called Divorce. Divorce. It's really, really good. I need good. to watch it because I love her. Yeah. It's really, really well done. Isn't it great when the actresses we love in a show then also are good people in real life and like you continue to be, she's still like classy to me. And oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I love that she's still happily married to Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Some people are very mean about her. They say she looks like a horse and I think that's so mean. They're I think just she's jealous that beautiful. they don't look like a beautiful fucking horse. Yeah. <laughs> She doesn't look she's like a horse, beautiful horse. She, if she's if, if she's she a, horse, a horse, then I'm a, a horse. <laughs> she's a beautiful horse. Yeah. yeah, the best of the bunch. Um, but currently, I am in season four, soon to be five of of Game of Thrones. I was telling a Bri- rewatch. Yeah, rewatch. Uh, Jake and I started it like a couple weeks ago and have had like snow days. So we've, I mean, we got through a season and. No, in a day, that's, you know, 10 hours. It's very possible. Oh, I did that when I did, like, the watch through. I watched, like, all, when we were trying, because what are we on? Season six is coming out? Seven. Seven. So when season six was coming out, I watched five seasons in, like, two days. But you, but you. (laughs) And then had no idea what I watched. Because when I watched, I was think I think I was also working. So there was things I missed and I, but I was like, eh, I get it enough. You know what I mean? Like, I still, and then I read the first book, which was fucking confusing, but I need to do it again. And now in this, the second rewatch, like, I actually understand who is related to who. And I used to think that some of the characters weren't introduced to, like, season four. No, they're in season one. But, like, yeah. I just didn't know who they were at that point. So then I never made the connection. I need to rewatch it. And I 
need to watch it with subtitles. Well, yeah, I did before, but I also need to rewatch it and not be doing things. Like a lot of the times, like even the last season we watched, we watched mm-hmm. like in a group of people. I know, watching it alone or just with one other person. And we're like, we don't, Jake and I don't, don't speak during it. Yeah. Other than I, I could do a lot of, oh, oh, just you wait. Wait, and then looking over and yeah. like, like yeah. J- Jake keeps saying things like, oh, I really like so-and-so. And like, in my head, I'm going, uh, <laughs> that <yeah>. sucks. <laughs> that sucks. He said he liked Ramsey Bolton. That's the guy that. Who's that? The guy that tortures Theon and Sansa. Oh. Because he at first is like, acts like he's nice. Yeah. He's like, oh, I like this guy. And I just looked at him. I was like. <laughs> Can I, little do you know. Yeah. See, you know all, all the characters' names. Yeah, I'm Like, I could now. like point out and be like, oh, right. I know who that is, but I wouldn't know their name. Yeah. I learned so many. Like, I have studied it. It has become my Harry Potter. That's good. Yeah. So anyways, okay, wow. It's going to take a while. Yeah. <laughs> Under the next. Top three songs you play on repeat. Are we going to answer this overall in life or like currently? I think we should answer I should currently. currently. Yeah. Um, Let me pull up my Spotify. Mine are so random. Um, I would say like today, one of the ones I keep listening to over and over again is Maggie Rogers' oh. Light, Light On. Yep. Like I can't stop listening to that song. Um, Lana Del Rey's new song, Hope is a Dangerous Thing for a Woman Like Me. My God. That's it gets, a good song title. Yeah, it is. It's really sad. Um, the other day it was Mandy Moore, Only Hope, <laughs> over and over again. I'm a little embarrassed about <laughs> that one. You texted me about that. Yeah, that was. You know um, you're on your period when. When you listen to Mandy Moore, <laughs> Only Hope, and cry on your way back to work from lunch break. Um, and then probably... Well, today I got back into A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Um, the Barbara Streisand one? No, the, the... Lady Gaga. Well, yeah, um, I was listening to, like, Shallow. But I also really like Bradley Cooper's songs on uh, this yeah. album. I love the one that's... Black just, Eyes. Yes. The one that's just guitar, though, also yeah. really gets me, like, driving fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I was like, if I'm in a movie now, this is what's playing, yeah. and I'm driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, I'm going to choose one from each. I have three playlists that I'm currently just, like, rotating. Cycling through. This is will make you laugh, maybe. One is was called New Year's Eve, because remember we were sitting here, a song came on, it was on, like, your Pandora, and I, like, shazammed Spotify. it. Oh, I thought, but I thought you had like a station going. You didn't yeah, know I had a Spotify station oh, going. Oh, okay, yeah. And so that that song was on it and the playlist started, but then I went to Honduras and just kept adding Honduras top 50 songs to the playlist. So it's like one indie song and then the rest <laughs> is like reggaeton. And so, okay, so my top three songs, one is called, um, I think it's called, oh, Cone Calma and it's by Daddy Yankee. Love it. It's such a bop. And then Such uh, a bop. from the music of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which Love is an incredible soundtrack done by Imogen Heap. Imogen Heap. I think it's Imogen. Imogen. Yeah. So but they I do they do wrong. the music. Um, and it's called Sweet One Edge of the Forest. And it's like a remix of um Hide and Seek. Like oh. it's got yeah. Oh, hide and seek. It's, wow. You should listen to that sounder because it's just music while you read Harry Potter. Oh, I know. Because then about you'll it. have like association. Oh, yeah, because the other day I was uh, reading Harry Potter and um, John was sleeping next to me. And so I put in headphones and I was like looking for a good playlist. I had like 
an instrumental Sunday, the piano bar, piano ballads, spa treatment, rain sounds, and I couldn't find anything that I wanted. Felt right? Yeah. So maybe I'll try that. <laughs> or you could beat me in seventh grade in the year that you were reading one of the books, or that you were, sorry, writing your own book that summer, me, about Harry Potter, was when Lilo and Stitch came out, and I listened to <laughs> the Lilo and Stitch CD, like, constantly. So when I listen and I hear Elvis, I think of Quidditch. <laughs> like, every time. Like, there's no, like, it's instantly when I hear that, I'm like, Quidditch. Like, it's <laughs> So fucked those up. little lion music, like those things, like the neuron. The yeah, neuro- they're connected. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my third song is uh, Ben Platt has two songs that came out. Oh, I need to listen to them. They're really, really beautiful. One's called Bad Habit, and it's my favorite. And listeners, you can all feel bad for me. No one send me this, because I already know he's going on tour in May, and he's coming to Detroit, and I will be in Detroit shooting a wedding literally a mile from where the venue is. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. I even was looking at the timeline of like, ooh, when do they have me booked? Like, could I make it? I cannot. No. That sucks. I know. I feel very sad about it, but whatever. So anyways, those are the songs. Oh, this is so fun. Maybe I'll go, and then we can meet up after. <laughs> you just looked at me like, are you kidding me? Like the whole thing for me. Yeah. Um. Okay. Remember when you used to call people in New York concerts and, like, leave a voice? Yeah, and just hold your phone up. Yeah. <laughs> we should do that more often. Also, remember, because they you were— don't- you can it's not bootlegging a concert. I know. They weren't smartphones then. And I remember sometimes you would like listen back and be like, Yeah, just like <laughs> versus <laughs> now that sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> uh okay, Brie, um place Wait, you would visit. Hold on. Oh. I wanted to see. Is it um, It's May 4th. What? No. Oh the god. <laughs> <laughs> what? May 3rd if you're gonna go in Chicago. Is it, is it this yes. one? Oh. Put it by the Ooh, ah, yeah, here we go. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, God, it's so good. Right? And then it just, like, builds. It doesn't But then even... it goes into this. Oh, God, it feels good, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> and you just picture him. Yeah. That's part of it. Don't ask me about tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> What if you had to drop your voice? Um, did you read this article that he's very nervous to perform at the Oscars? Oh, I didn't know he was. I think. Well, no yeah, they have to perform is. that song. No shit, he's nervous. Yeah. What if he sucks? What if he gets so drunk he pees his pants on stage? Oh my god! Wouldn't that be the worst? Yeah. You know, Gaga's gonna give him some speech before being like, "Baby." Yeah, we get. I'm- also, I read saw a thing. I think I told you this. Where it's like, when do you think? Um, what's his name? Bradley, Go- Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Bradley. He was just in an episode of SVU we just watched oh, from like yeah. 1998. I was yeah. gonna say, do you think Bradley Cooper? He might say Brad Paisley. <laughs> is his wife is ever like, okay, Gaga, we get it. Yeah, I'm sure you have a connection. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't aren't being inappropriate. I don't think they are. But are they? But I still think she would be like sort of annoying where you'd be like, I get it. Yeah. Like, okay. Also, did you see on Instagram today that Justin Thoreau wished Aniston a happy birthday? No. And they're divorced. Oh. And it was like someone commented, like, see, you can be like amicable and divorced or something. <laughs> was it on comments by celebs? Because I love that account. No, it was on Justin Thoreau's account. Oh, you don't you follow saw him? it? No. Oh. Um, Brie, I have a question for you. <laughs> sure. Where would you visit if all expenses were paid? Um, I, th- I think Italy. Mm. I've always really, really wanted to go there. And, um, 
Well, yeah. if Jake goes in the fire academy, you might be able to come. Yeah, that would be <laughs> perfect. Um, but I feel like there's one other place. I'll answer while you think. Yeah. I sort of think I'd want to go and, like, do the most incredible stuff in Hawaii. Like I was about to say Hawaii because it's very expensive to get there. Because I feel like what I could afford there when I go would be, like, good, but not, you know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. want, if all expenses were paid and I could do, like, an elaborate visit. Yeah, and, like, stay in a really nice place. Yeah, like, place. on the beach in the jungle. Is it the jungle? Sure. I, like, yeah, and, also, like, take a helicopter ride over a volcano. Yeah. Like, basically The Bachelor, like, what they do on that. Yeah. I also would like to do the RV tour where Jurassic Park was filmed. That would be really cool. Right? They do it in a movie, I forget. I also would like to do Alaska in, like, the summer. Yeah. Like, that would be really, really cool. I have a dream also of doing it. Someone I know went to Antarctica. Like That'd be cool. You go in, like, this big giant ship and you're with a crew and you have to learn all this shit because it's very cold and you wear these crazy snowsuits yeah. and like it would just be cool to see yeah um I also think like like some crazy fucking like I, I don't know like uh, like India or like uh, Bali. Bali or like Thailand or but the you know those places are pretty affordable from well that's what, what I'm saying I, right. so like maybe you would choose something like Hawaii because right. it's not all expenses are let's paid let's go to Bali yeah fuck yeah what, isn't Riva there yeah she's le- well she listeners? left she's leaving tomorrow amazing yeah Um. okay a uh, career you would have if not for your current an actress <laughs> And oh, act- fuck, yeah. Easy. Okay, but, like, t- movies, television, what kind of actress are you? I know you can be multifaceted, but, like— I think I want—I think I want to be in movies. Okay. But I want to say I want to be on Broadway, but I want to win an Oscar. So maybe I start on Broadway and right. then I move to the movies. I think that's, like— But not television. But I don't if, care to be on television. What if it's, like, Big Little Lies? Well, yeah, if it's, like, an HBO special, I'm all about that. But I start in movies and then do, like, an HBO special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also have a very strong dream. I've always wanted to be on a sitcom. Like, a good one. Like, Friends or Parks and Rec. Like they. Yeah, look like but they, I don't want to be typecasted. They look like they have so much fun. Yeah, but I don't want to be typecasted. I and I feel like a lot of those people are. So if I feel like if I start in, like... If I'm, like, Jennifer Lawrence... Yeah. You know, and yeah, you yeah, immediately yeah. get an Oscar, then you can, like, go be on a sitcom if you want. That's a good point. I feel like I'm going to have, I feel like I have to choose like the same thing, especially Broadway. Like it's yeah. always been my dream. Mm-hmm. It sucks that Broadway, I mean, New York is wonderful, but it's cold. I feel like sometimes they move, the people move on to other things because they're like it's so sick cold. of living in New York too. It's like, I don't think Broadway actors make that. I mean, they make decent. It's a fucking hard life too. Right. You Eight perform shows a week. all the time. Right. And it's like short term. Like you don't always... Yeah, and you just, like, you have to just take such good care of yourself. Yeah. That's what I mean. Start there, plant my roots. Yeah. And then go live the good life. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I want to be, yeah, in, like, a Netflix show or something. Yeah, if not that, then, like, uh, a writer. Like an an author. If you could be Olivia Benson, would you be? Actually, yes, I would. I was talking to John about that. About I asked him if he thought I could be a cop, and he said, absolutely not. And I was like... (laughs) cool, but I have to start as a cop in order to be Olivia Benson because, you know, you got to like, but no, I, if I could do something like that too, I I would really want to. Any other career outside of movies? Um, well, this might be something like a professor. Yeah. Like, but like a really crazy, like 
researcher of like and like and right, but like a professor who also is like an author of some really dope shit. So you have a really good TA that does most of the teaching for yeah. you, and you just get to like be the brains. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. What about my, you? My other one is I've always wanted to um, like curate. Like I always wanted to like art history is my favorite classes in high school. So mm-hmm. if I could, I don't know if I want to curate for a museum, but something to do with like finding cool art. Yeah. Would be cool. You'd be like, um, maybe I have my own art. You'd be like story. Charlotte, and I would be like, um, is Carrie. that what she does? Charlotte, yeah. Isn't she the most she, annoying? She's pretty uppity. But I am not uppity, but I can be uptight. Is that the same thing? Mm, yeah. Shit. Well, we re- just want to be a Carrie, and I'm not. It's, <laughs> it's like not- how I want to be Rachel, but I'm Monica. <laughs> I'm a thousand percent Monica. Well, I'm fucking Phoebe, so. She's great. (laughs) But I'm on a whole different planet most of the time. Uh, Okay, we'll rapid fire a little more. Other favorite podcasts? Um, Radiolab. Okay. And Criminal. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Criminal, so good. Criminal, so good. I recently started listening to We Need to Talk About Britney. Yeah. And I think I might really like that. Um, But also This American Life. Always. And hello from the Magic Tavern. I have, I actually, if anyone, if any listeners have some podcasts that they're really into, I'm kind of running low. Yeah. On them, you know, I want some like really good paranormal ones. Yes. Like quality. Yeah. Cause there's this one that I used to listen to like (laughs) nonstop when I worked for the city, I would just have my headphones and I hated my life. It was called Real Ghost Stories Online, and it was terrible. It was this guy literally reading, like, people's thing. What? Have you heard about the ghost, the Grand Rapids one? No. Uh, Jeannie, who has been on the show and, like, just sent this to me. Um, She said it's called You're Killing Me, Grand Rapids. But Uh. it's, like, Y-K-M-G-R. But it's called You're Killing Me, Grand Rapids. And she goes, have you heard this? And I said, no, what is it? And she goes, true crime stories in Grand Rapids. What? And I said, no, too scary. She goes, so good. And I was like, yes, but these are crimes in my city. Yeah. Oh, oh dude, I'm going to subscribe right now. Yeah. So anyways, there's one. There's only three of them. Yeah, it's new. My top ones. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared. I just scared I looking at it. My top ones are um, rapid fire, binge mode Harry Potter, which luckily some of you have started listening to, which makes me happy. Uh, I really love for another Broadway one. It's called Little Known Facts with Liana... Levine and she interviews Broadway stars and like just has very heartfelt conversations. Um, and I love Dex Shepard's Armchair Expert. I have only listened to a couple episodes That's of okay that. If you don't like it, it's not that I don't like it. I just have to be in the right mood. I sometimes I love Dax, but also sometimes, and he'll admit to this. Like sometimes he's just so fucking full of himself. Yeah, he and likes like to talk about himself too. Yeah, and so I have to. That's what I mean. I have to be in the right mood to right. be like I really like what you're saying. But if I'm like. Right. If I'm looking for someone who's good at, like, um, Ira Glass is, like, amazing oh, at yeah. hosting. You know, like, I— He had Ira Glass on. Yeah, right, exactly. And he talked over him the whole yeah. fucking time. So if I'm not in that mood— Right, I totally get it. I feel like—don't you feel like he's just so excited to be talking to who he's talking oh, to? Oh, yeah. That he, like— He's not—I don't think he means it in no. a bad way. One of my friends, she, I saw her comment on one of his Instagrams, and it was like— Dear Dax, I love you dearly and will continue to listen forever, but just kindly a reminder not to talk over your guests. Like, I thought it was really sweet that, like, because he reads his comments. He replies to a lot of them. Yeah. He liked one that I did once. Yeah. Like, 
that she like was like, I am forever a fan. Just a little reminder. Cause like we, I don't know. Reminders are nice. No. And I, I definitely know. Don't give us any. Well, no, I know I've definitely been guilty of that on our podcast too, because you're so excited that someone is like connecting on something you really care about. Um, but (laughs) what? I think he's on the phone. Oh, I was like, oh my God, my boyfriend has had a psychotic break. (laughs) Talking to himself. Um, But you want to know who the best interviewer, and this isn't a podcast, but this is a radio show. The best interviewer of all time is Terry Gross. Oh, she has a podcast. Well, it's uh, maybe they just put it up. NPR Fresh Air. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, that's a radio show. Right. I always think of it as a podcast because I don't know what station NPR is, and I can never find it. 104.1. Thank you. You're welcome. But what if I drive away? It's usually in, like, the 90-somethings in the Ann Arbor area. Okay. But, yeah, I listen to Fresh Air all the time. Yeah, she's, she's great. incredible. She is the best interviewer 100%. of all time. 100%. Uh, okay, rapid fire. Uh, if you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? This, oh, God, I wear scrunchies. They're back, though. Okay. Um, flared jeans are back, too. Um, you bring back? I've never seen you wear flared jeans. I have, like, bigger jeans. Recently? Yeah, I have some, like, wide I'm picturing, wide leg. like, straight-up like, flares. No, I have, like, wide leg <laughs> like jeans. Like, the kind that gets stuck in the snow, and then you're— Oh, God, <laughs> and you get that salt line? Oh, the worst. What about those Adidas with the three stripes on them? Those are also back. Oh, my God. Uh, you can buy those. What about, like, the cut-off shirt? Yeah, there you go. I cut every T-shirt I owned. I think what I would say or bring back is clogs. Remember, like, wool clogs? Not dance, like, they were just, like, straight-up clogs. I wore those all throughout elementary school, and also they never fell off. Like, they were just—they stayed on. I'm trying to think about, like, what I wore, and I don't— feel great about anything that I did wear. <laughs> that, so. Yeah, but there were some rough patches in yeah. our times. Um, okay, really quick, breaking news. Hmm. Someone just texted me this. Hamilton is coming to Grand Rapids in no, January I mean, 2020. I know all of this. You did? Yeah, and so if we were to buy that Broadway package, we would be, uh, we would definitely, we, we would definitely get Hamilton tickets and um, The Lion King. We need to do that. When does it start? Is it for the new, like, it's, it's, is it calendar year? Yeah, so it's for 2019. So it's fall 2019 through winter 2020. So when so do we, we would buy be, them? Um, I don't know when we would buy them, but you can do installments. Oh, I too. see what you're saying. So you could do, and you have to pick certain sections because you're guaranteed right, right. seats. You In have that, to decide, like, what section you'd want. I So, want like, the to best section is like, $546, but you can also do monthly payments. Right. And you won't be excited about this, but my dad will escape to Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett's music. Yeah, that one's And there. my dad would like love to go to And Fiddler on, on the, the roof. roof. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. So because I, what I did read was that when Hamilton came to Detroit, like when they opened it to the public, not like the Grand, the right, Detroit right. Broadway, it sold out in like two minutes. Yeah. I feel like I should become a member anyways. Cause. So why don't we do it? Because then yeah. we will be guaranteed tickets. I'd love tickets. to see Fiddler on the Roof too. Yeah. And then we would be guaranteed tickets to Lion King, which is one of my favorite yes, musicals. Right. It would be a on Broadway. Whammy. And then Hamilton. Don't you, you can, you buy like two, right? Like, or is it just one ticket? No, it's two. I think you can do two. Or I think we looked at it before. You could do four. That it would be with your friends or whatever. And then you pick the days. So it's either Tuesday or Thursday. Or right, it's like right. Friday yeah, or we Sunday. Yeah, we almost did that for this yeah. year. Because Waitress was coming. Mm-hmm. And I and missed it. Was Dear Evan Hansen? 
No, it came to Chicago, but it's not. Mm. Okay, so there was one other one. I'm sure it will, though, in the future. Yeah. So, yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Um, Were there any other questions? Yes, we're almost done. We'll do them, like I said, rapid fire, and then it turns into this. Um, Worst job you ever had? I worked at Bath and Body Works for a hot second. Did you sneeze a lot? No, I just felt really stupid there. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, what what's you? your favorite Bath and Body Works scent? I don't have one. Dude, mine was always, remember Cucumber Melon? Okay, back that, the- my mom would buy that for us all the time and I didn't really yeah. like it and I would I feel bad because she would buy it Vanilla for me. Bean Noel, it's a Christmas specialty. Yeah. That was my fave. Not vanilla, not the regular vanilla. Yeah, vanilla no, I know which one. Noel. <laughs> Dude, I remember like having to work on the floor. Julie got me the job. Oh, you worked there in, Lan- in Lansing. In Lansing. And I that was, was like, a weird store too. It was like not in a mall. It was yeah, just like in the and of like nowhere. they'd be like, "You need to be on the floor, like talking to people." And I'd be like, "Yo, what are you looking for?" It right. was terrible. I hated it. Mine was being a back server, which is actually what it was called at the country club. It was like I wasn't the server that took their orders. I was the person that put their food on the plate and like got the sauce that went with the meal and mm-hmm. carried it and didn't speak. I could have been a server, but I was too afraid of talking to the rich people. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it was pretty awful. And then, what after-school activity did you quit as a kid, and why? Mine is soccer. I did it kindergarten and first grade, and I got my ears pierced, and they put tape over my ears, but then they wouldn't let me play. Oh. Which seems sexist. Like, if a ball hits me in the ear, and my earring does something to my whatever, like, I should deal with those consequences because I chose to wear earrings. Yeah. Like, why should... But I feel like you could sue or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's liability But there. I never scored in two years, so I quit. And I regretted it ever since because I always wanted to be good. Like, I thought it'd be so cool to be good at soccer. I quit tap. Mm. But I also was going to try out for volleyball in, like, seventh grade. Because, you know, like, mm-hmm. they didn't have a sixth grade team, but they had a seventh right, grade right. team. And I did, like, the full week of, like, after school, like, practice yeah. with the gym coaches and stuff. Yeah. And then I never went to tryouts. And my friend didn't make the team. And I was really happy I didn't try out because I, like, I knew I wasn't going to make the team and I couldn't handle the rejection. Right, right, <laughs> you know, right. like, I knew I wasn't good enough. Were you slightly happy that she didn't so that you could still hang out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, good. And I'm glad I didn't, like, do tryouts. Yeah. Um, your favorite hobby or activity to do besides watch Grace? Drink red wine. Um, <laughs> my favorite hobby, I want to be, like, read, but it's not. Um, cook. I really like to Ooh, cook. I yeah. love cooking as well. I also like doing like, yoga. I love going to the Winchester and with friends. Yeah, yeah, and, and I lo- like chilling. hanging out. Um, oh, and having like dance parties. Ooh, that's. I a good would one. say that's a hobby of mine. Yeah, a dance party is definitely a hobby. Karaoke is that a hobby? Yeah, it is. I wish I was good at it, but I, I I'm afraid. Um, what about you? My You're reading, you really like. That. I do like reading. Would be my probably number one. I wish I could say that. I have been a lot— Jake lo- doesn't like to either. Or he, like, wants to so bad, but doesn't. I've been a lot better now that I'm reading Harry Potter. Like, I do, like, actually like to lay down and read. But, like— They say—I'm not—like, that book, like, changed people's minds on reading. Yeah. So, anyways. Well, this has been a 40-minute intro. Holy <laughs> shit. So, we no. are going to take a— Way. Yeah, we're going to take a break. That's so, the whole episode. Yeah, so, and unfortunately, like, there's a lot that happens. Yeah. We'll or pick- unfortunately, people like long episodes. That's true. Uh, Bree's going to go eat a taco. We'll be right back. 
All right, we've got season five, episode 12, Sympathy for the Devil. My mother used to say this about residency. It takes a year to learn how to cut. It takes a lifetime to learn not to. Of all of the tools on the surgical tray, sound judgment is the trickiest one to master. And without it, we're all just toddlers running around with 10 blades. With 10 blades, <laughs> not 10 <laughs> blades. <laughs> with, with 10 blades. <laughs> we're human, we make mistakes, we, mis- we misestimate. We call it wrong, but when a surgeon makes a bad judgment call, it's not as simple. People get hurt, they bleed. So we struggle over every stitch. We agonize over every suture because the snap judgments, the ones that come to us quickly and easily without hesitation, they're the ones that haunt us forever. Season five, episode 13. Read by Denny. Right, yeah. Stairway to heaven. Um, Yeah, this monologue is by Denny. That last one was by Meredith. I believe in heaven. I also believe in hell. I've never seen either, but I believe they exist. They have to exist because without a heaven, without a hell, we're just headed, or no, we're all just headed for limbo. Heaven, hell, limbo. No one really knows where we're going or what's waiting for us when we get there. But the only thing we can say for sure with absolute certainty that that there are that's there are moments that take us to another place moments of heaven on earth and maybe for now that's all we need to know denny duquette jr yeah i know i noticed that too yeah um first notes oh yeah first notes well can i just say a note on the um monologues sure really quick uh is that like how fucking dark the second one is super dark like the music denny's voice the yeah pauses yeah very dark okay first note is uh oh it's dumb my <laughs> prisoner makes me think about the new neurosurgeon you know the like smart aleck neurosurgeon that is friends with amelia that's like in <gasps> oh yeah, yeah. They in seem, current grace. they're both like sassy kind of yeah and, and they kind of look alike right yeah yeah so anyways, that was my first note um I wrote so sad. Um, the part where Bailey was like, he's running out of time, and Arizona Robin says they always are welcome to peds. I was like, fuck, dude, that's really sad. When she like uses the term, we'll talk about this later, but like little coffins. Yeah. They're tiny coffins. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy that Arizona is so, maybe we should just talk about, <laughs> but like yeah. that she is. deals with such dark things, but, like, chooses to be positive. Like, that's, like, a fucking choice she has to make every day. I think it's her her coping mechanism. Yeah, I really love it. Um, Okay, really quick, listeners, we're going to do, obviously, if you didn't gather that, 12 and 13. Yeah. So, um, some of the big... Which works really well, because these episodes kind of go together. Yeah, so I feel like, and we'll get into all the little storylines, but the two mega ones are, like, Ghost Denny and Izzy's storyline kind of coming to a, a new change. Yep. And um, The Prisoner with Meredith and Derek right. and that whole thing. But there's so, definitely, like, little storylines that yeah. go... Let's talk about Derek's mom first, maybe. Mrs. Shepard. Why is my computer getting so loud? Yeah, Mrs. Shepard. How do you feel about her? Because, like, I really loved the who, who, who she, she was. was. Yeah. yeah. Like I especially knowing that like Derek's dad died when he was young. Mm-hmm. Like she seemed like this very like had to be independent woman, raise kids. I fucking love her short hair. I love spiky she reminded me of, gray like, hair. Yeah. Molly Weasley in uh in Harry Potter in the sense that she was like mothering everyone she came in contact with. Yeah. Like even if they didn't want it, 
She yeah. was like giving them motherly advice. And I just love characters like that. I thought it was really funny. Like one of the opening scenes with Lexi and Mark, like him being like, all these fucking people live in this house and she's in this attic space and they're asleep. They're obviously sleeping together and like trying to keep it private. And then Lexi brings up that like Derek's mom is showing up and he freaks out. And oh, he's, he's terrified. Like, Mrs. Shepard. Like, yeah, Mrs. Shepard. Like she raised me. And also, side note about that, Lexi is only 24. 24? Yeah, he calls her a fetus, rightly so. Yeah, wow. I did not realize that. Yeah, it makes me realize I could have been a doctor at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's move past that very quickly. Um, I also love that Ma- Meredith just right away is like, mothers don't love me. Like, yeah. And they love, love Izzy. And that's like, couldn't be a more perfect It's exactly how it is. And I love that they're all sitting around. <laughs> She's like holding a bottle of tequila. <laughs> And everyone's, like, kind of making her feel bad. But Izzy's like, you got this. It's cool. It's good. Like, everything's going to be fine. And then um, George freaks out about, like, my mom's house is cozy. And she's like, my house is cozy. And he's like, I don't know. It's just a feeling. Yeah. And then um, Karev is like, yeah, Ava pissed on that couch. Yeah. Yeah, It was, that scene was so good. The fact that George says his mom's house smells like peppermint. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And then, yeah, then he just is like, it's a feeling. I don't know. And, And then also that Karev is just like. I grew up in a shithole. This place is great. Yeah. And, Mer- and he's like, Meredith's like, thank you. You're a good friend. And he's like, you're welcome. I just love that even in season five, they have that like honesty with each other. They don't mm-hmm. bullshit each other. The yeah. two of them. Oh, it's just so good. I also love to just a little bit where like, um, Karev's like, yeah, Ava pissed on that couch or whatever. And Sadie in the background's like, I've been sleeping on this couch <laughs> for weeks. And then all of a sudden Izzy has gloves on. It's like picking up the cushion. I just thought that like was such a funny yeah. beginning of the episode. It was great. Because it gets very dark. So it was nice to have a little bit of humor. In yeah, the and I think who is it? Karev's like, she's clutching that bottle. Like her life depends on it. <laughs> yeah. Also, it takes all of them to be one Christina. Let's just break. Like, yeah. If Christina and her had been friends, she wouldn't have needed that whole arm. She would have just talked to Christina. You're so right. Just crazy. A little that thing. was really good. Hey. I just thought of that. That was really proud of you. Thank you. Wow. Um, I also. I, we like we could have played it off like we just researched these things. Yeah, but that was. To make a big deal. No, it was really good. Um, I also love that she talks to Major Owen Hunt. And she was uh, in the Navy, sleep- right? Yeah. She's like, are you sleeping? Like, yeah. Just her first question. Yeah. Valerian root. And she, like, she, like you said earlier, she kind of mothers right. all these. He's so like, ah, oh, ah. Oh, oh. um, I also love her. That was, that was Owen. <laughs> I thought it was, we just kind of kind of talk about her interactions with each other. Yeah. And we're like, okay, so obviously when she sees um, Mark right away, she's like, you're hiding something. Like, what aren't you telling me about? Mm-hmm. He's just, very mom-like. He's very, like, shifty. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever. And when he finally, like, he can't help but admit it. He's, I think he, because he wants her advice. Like, he's like, what do I do? Points, the one drinking the juice box is what he <laughs> so points funny. to. But I love that, like, so she, like, hears him out. And then she goes and has that incredible interaction with Lexi. She, like, grabs her face and it just like, are you a good girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, ask her all those questions. Ask if she has had any problems with the law mm-hmm. and whatever. And then ask where the gift shop is. But my fucking, what just reiterated why I like the, uh, Mrs. Shepard so much is, I hope I'm not skipping ahead too much. When she, she goes up to Mark later and says, you have very low expectations for yourself, Mark Sloan. And she's just like, you need to like, 
changes and he's like yeah well she's 24 he's like well you have what did she say like <laughs> like the hormonal like or he's horny like a 15, 15 year old yeah. yeah just i just love that like instead of being weird or whatever like she her advice was you have like you have very low expectations for yourself mark clone like you you are you deserve you deserve whatever you think you do like yeah or better you, than what you think you do yeah and you deserve to be happy and it yeah, sounds it like matter she, about she all seems rules. like a good girl and like yeah. That's you deserve that, right? It was. I do precious. love too that she thinks that he's sleeping with Meredith for a oh, second. Yeah. Like not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just incredible. Um, what do you think of Meredith's like reaction to her, or like do like do you think it was actually like too over exaggerated? Like do a think, little, yeah. I don't think Meredith's that bad. No, and like that fucking scrunchy thing, and like yeah, Izzy. Wait, I love that Derek's like you were wearing an alarmingly high (laughs) ponytail, because it's true. Like I will wear a ponytail that high, but that works for me. But we never see Meredith in a ponytail. No, and it looks so good, and it's pink. Yeah, you pull off a scrunchy so well, Mayor, not so much. No, 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 no. Um, and. So I guess like the the whole like under or overarching or like underlying thing yeah. this whole time with Mrs. Shepard being there is like Meredith is really struggling with this prisoner thing. Mm-hmm. And so she finally like comes to terms with like she's pretty dark and twisty and we'll get into the prisoner thing. But that ha- then she confronts Mrs. Shepard at the, the end of episode 12, right? Well, because what is, yeah, what is first, what does Christina say to Meredith about the scrunchie? Pretty much like you look like an idiot. Yeah, she says, she says something like that scrunchie. Oh yeah, she just, oh the ponytail looks ridiculous. So she takes yes. it out. And then I feel like she's like, you're right. I'm not being who, who I, I am. am. And yeah, she taught, what does she say to Derek's mom? That like, she like, I don't know. She, I think she just kind of says that she is like, feels compassionate or like, she feels like bad for a right. serial killer. Right. She's like, and I feel bad for serial killers. Right. And then Mrs. Shepard's like, it was nice to meet you. Yeah. Wish she would have been a little kinder, but. I, but I think that they did that for like, making us as the viewer Wonder feel how like, it's gonna go. oh, no. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. And then she sits down, and I love that scene, scene is so good. with her and her son. We see vulnerable Derek. Yeah, he is, and he plays it very well. Like, that, like, little bit of tear, and he asks his mom, like, how are you doing? And well, and then she's like, "You're you're angry about your father or whatever," and he's like, "Of course I am. Aren't yeah. you?" And she says, "Like I can't sleep on his side of the bed still, like, but no, I'm not angry." And I love, love, love that. Like you are black and white, Derek and Meredith. She's. I, I wrote Mary equals gray, and then realized what I wrote. Oh my. <laughs> Meredith Grey. But she is. She sees. And I love that idea. I wrote a little, like, poetry thing back when I was, like, 20 years old or something. This whole long thing. I wish I could find it. I'm sure it's somewhere. It was just, like, creative writing. And it was... (laughs) But it was all about, like, black and white and how I live a life, a very gray life. And... So I've always loved, maybe it was after seeing this episode that I, I wrote would love that. to think it's inspired by that. Yeah. Or maybe I came maybe up with Maybe you inspired the episode. That could be. Um, I no, manifested this I episode. I love that moment so much because at first I was afraid she was going to say like, yes, I'm angry, you know, but I love that like she recognized it. Well, first of all, like 
she recognizes that Meredith is different than him and like how g- wonderful that is. And like- And to celebrate that. Right. And I feel like that's, I feel like that conversation with his mom is so important in him staying with Meredith and yes. like continuing and like understanding then what happens in the next episode when she goes to like his, um, whatever it's called. What's the word for that? The murder, not the execution. Execution, thank you. Like that, she like. I feel like if his mom hadn't had this conversation with him, I don't think he would have been there for her as much. I don't think so. No, I think she made him see a different side of Meredith, and like, I no. Let me take this back. I think he already saw that, but his mom made him recognize that that's not necessarily a A bad bad thing. thing, right? Like he already knew it was there. It's right. like he's been battling with Meredith throughout these episodes about right. this. Right. Um, but she said, like, son, you need this in your life. Like, it makes, I think it makes Derek, like, softer. Yeah. I love that she even was like, when she pulls out the ring that was her ring that her his dad had given her, that she's like, Addie wasn't right. Like, she, yeah. like, even, like, so, like, at first I was thinking, so was this Addison's ring? But no, like, this ring was not the same one. I feel like Addison probably had a huge rock. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but I just feel like she recognized something different in Meredith. Than, that her son needs. Yeah. It was really fucking cute. I got GGBs on that part. Yeah. I just And I love when she was like, she's the one. And he does this like, yeah, and like kind of looks down and, and then cries they, a little bit. And yeah, and they hug. They hug and he kisses her mom his mom on the head. Yeah. Which is like, I again, <laughs> I have no vision of myself having babies or children, but I have a vision where I have old sons taking care of me. Which is so funny because I have a vision of being a single mother to a daughter. <laughs> weird i feel like well neither of them makes sense no it doesn't do i adopt old sons like in their 40s when i can you adopt a 40 year old when you are i think some people need some help in their 40s yes so i think you could it's probably like a hospital worker taking care of me and i'm pretending it's my son you have early onset dementia i hope to god that is yours not. is probably like i have a kid and lend them to you yeah and i'm like pretend that yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, just a great scene, all in all. Fucking love Derek's mom. Yeah, I think I think she was really great. Her, oh, go ahead. No, that was I was going to say, her advice to Mark to leads him, this is because I don't need to hit on this for long, leads, leads him to talk <clears throat> to Callie and tell her to walk tall, Callie Torres. Like, you have been beaten and abused and you feel like life has, like, shit you out and whatever but like I loved that I feel like that speech was because Derek's mom told him you deserve be- like whatever you think you do you know yeah and so like just a little like short shotgun workup like dude who wanted to be taller mm-hmm. like definitely played into like Callie's talk about right. how she's gotten shorter and I just wrote that like that is really sad like I feel like Callie I feel like Callie's character never really redeemed. Like, yeah, gets like she like spoiler alert ends up with Arizona and all that. But like she just like kind of gets beat on throughout this whole show and never really has a redeeming moment. And then she she ends in a terrible way. Like, like because you kind of dislike her. Yeah, and then she leaves the show. And I think like I don't know. I'll be interested to see like. 
re-watching all of that with Arizona and stuff yeah. too because especially like when the leg stuff happens that yeah like, and yeah. just like and then Arizona like cheating on her and right. like I don't know I just feel like Kelly just kind of gets shit on a lot I feel like the person who treated her the best in all of her relationships was Mark, Mark. Sloan and they weren't even like yeah in a relationship so I feel like then when Mark died like I feel like her character just like how do you go on when like yeah I don't know it was really rough but I do think it was like I Maybe really Sophia felt I really her. felt for Kelly in that moment when she was like in surgery and she was like I get it mm-hmm. like because all of these things have made me shorter right and I know that feeling I think we've right. all been there in our lives where we're like well there's another inch off me like right, right. that fucking trauma sucks so I just loved walk tall Kelly I know it's so good tall. and she's like she looks really proud of him yeah. and like smiles and is like their friendship they're a duo that I love yeah like they're forever love and only gets better. they're they're a ride or die they're a ride or die yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um and on the on the term of well I guess we'll get to there when we get to Izzy never mind um do you want to talk about oh my god I'm trying to cross all the things off that I um, Mark Sloan's broken penis. Or Owen and Christina. I feel sure. Just, but do we want to talk about Mark Sloan and? Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about that. I looked it up. I googled penile fracture. Yeah, it can definitely happen. Yeah, it happens like when the penile, which I'm gonna call it, <laughs> I'm gonna call it a penile. penile, is erect and it gets bent in an overly like, dirt, like quick and like drastic way. And it, so, there's blood flowing, it like does something that fucks it up. So she was moving her body in a funky she way. She was doing something. She was twisting and turning. Yeah. I, I feel, I don't, like, I'm glad Sadie doesn't stay in the show long, but she has some redeeming moments in this episode. Quite I agree. a few. Um, but I just fucking love that little Gray broke Mark's penis. Such good acting of being in pain by Mark Sloan. Yeah. His whole scre- body is like yeah, convulsing. That scream. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, oh, my God. But um, I really do love that Sadie um, not only, like, took one for Lexi and was like, it was me, but then stood outside the door and for Lexi. It. Right. I fucking hate Sadie, but that, I kind of forgot about that moment and that little bit. It doesn't redeem her completely, but I'm like, all right, There's you're a, cool, a you're cool this there. episode. Yeah. Um, also love when Lexi's explaining Mark's broken bone to Callie. She's so uncomfortable. And she, a, a, a broken bone. I broke him. I heard it. And, and, and then like, they just are like, oh God. And then like rush down right, the right. hallway. Yeah. I thought, I mean, what do we? Oh, well, I just have to comment on when Owen goes in there to help it and. To help it. <laughs> to help his penis. Yeah. It's an, and, and said, and wait. Sorry, Sloane says he's a meatballer. I don't know. That's like the phrase that he uses. I don't know what that means. But I think I like it just it. means like he's a trauma surgeon. Like so he's, he's gonna destroy my penis. Well, yeah, like he's just like gonna fix it, you know, but not like do Maybe like because meatballs Slo- just push everything together and yeah, it goes into a ball. Yeah, and like Sloan is like in like a delicate Intricate, yeah. yeah, he's a plastics guy. I just, if Sloan could operate on his penis, I think he, he would. would. If only uh Debbie Allen, what's her name? Uh, oh yeah, she would she be perfect. Would, yeah, what, we were missing her. Um, but I. But just, how long does it take for that to be okay? I don't know, but I just love that you use the phrase that he's a meatballer. Also, Lexi in the be- like when she was like stroking his hair, but it like he looked really uncomfortable. Yeah. He was like, mm. I think he probably was. He looked, you know, he had frog face. <laughs> 
you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think he had to break his penis in order for them to get closer. <laughs> You right? Know, like, everyone, that was that storyline. Doesn't was like, everyone? Like, something, like, really, like, embarrassing and, like, terrible has happened for you to, like, get closer. If you don't bend, you'll break. <laughs> Is that the name of this episode? If you don't bend, you'll break? Yeah. Bent, I mean, not broken. Bent. <laughs> well, he's broken, not quite bent. Um. Anyways. Uh. Okay. So when do we think, though, that they're going to tell people that they're dating? I don't remember. I don't remember how any of this happened. I do not remember, like, them being open and honest about it. Oh, also, him, we forgot to talk about how he fucking sneaks out when they're all talking to Meredith and no one recognizes or, like, notices he's leaving. Like, in the very beginning of episode 12. Oh, I didn't even when they're see like, that. Oh, yeah, they're, you didn't even notice either. <laughs> they're like, he's like, I don't know how to leave. Why are there so many people here? And she's like, Lexi's laughing in the attic. And then they're like talking yeah. about something and he just is in his leather jacket and he just like <laughs> walks out the front door and no one notices. God, so hot in that leather jacket. Yeah, that's good. Um, um, okay, you wanted to talk about Owen and Christina? Yeah, just because I feel like they're... Yeah. So they he straight up asked her on a date, yeah. which is great because, again, Christina doesn't have Meredith right now. Mm-hmm. So like Izzy is talking to her about first dates. Yep. And I love that Izzy is the kind of person that like romanticizes first dates. Yeah. Like she's like, they're sexy. You, you can only questions. have one first date. Right. Like, of course she thinks first dates are the best. Yeah. Like, no, they're terrible. Yeah. Um, and also when Christina, during that scene, she looks What over, was your first date with Jake? Uh the first like actually time we hung out alone, I went to one of his swim meets and then I drove him afterwards to the rendezvous where we had, he was really hungry when we had sex. He, I remember, ordered, like, so much food, like, pancakes, eggs, whatever. And I was a, you know, you're, like, weird. What what do you eat? It was also, like, really late at night, so I ordered cereal. Like, those mini boxes of cereal. That's it? Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, like, it was, like, really late. And then I drove him back to the school where his car was because, like, I just drove for that part. And then I... Did you kiss goodbye? No. Our, our first time that he drove me back to school, which when we spent the most time together, because, like, he, I went to one of his swim meets, but I'd never ride back home because I couldn't have a car at school. And so he... What? what? You couldn't I got a ride from, like, Kristen or Julie home for the weekend. And then to go to one of his swim meets. He was in high oh, school. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were at Michigan State. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he uh, was in a swim meet. I watched. And then we went to rendezvous. And then the next day, he had to drive me back to Michigan State. He offered to. like, And oh. so he pulled in the driveway. He was borrowing someone's car because his truck was not good. Came out of the car, shook my dad's hand. My dad still to this day is like, what a what a gentleman. Like, and Yeah. And then we drove and he took me to White Castle, which I hate but he wanted me to try it, hated it then. And then uh, talked the whole way, dropped me off at school, walked me up to my dorm, and I thought we were going to kiss, but he didn't make any moves, and I was just standing there, so I put up my hand, and we (laughs) high-fived. And then the door shut, and I ran into my roommates and was, like, about to cry. I was like, I thought thought that it was going to be something more, but we just high-fived. I'm so stupid. And then literally, like, five minutes later, he called me, and we talked the whole way while he drove home. Oh, isn't that fresh? That's really and our sweet. Next time hanging out was at my dad's house. And we he had like a snow day or a half day. I don't know. But we rented three movies. Maybe he was on spring break. We rented three movies. 
like a scary one. We mentioned The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh my God, that movie <laughs> fucked me up. And Super Bad. Oh, that's funny. And then another one to like watch after the scary movie. Yeah. We watched three movies in my dad's basement and made out. And my brother was in the room and he thought that was weird. And I was like, he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, anyways. That's really sweet. Very high school. Am I right? But that's very sweet. It was fun. I don't oh. ever want to forget it. The um, high five. Anyways, what were we talking about? Uh, first dates. With oh. it. Yeah, so Owen gets wasted. Yeah. How sweet was that scene, though? Not sweet, but like, <sighs> I was surprised by Christina's reaction. Well, I like her response to the next episode. Is it the next episode or is it the end? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. Where he's like, or she is like, you have like you have problems. problems. You have yeah. issues or whatever. Okay, this is the part though. This is the beginning of the Owen shit that I don't like. Like, yeah. I get like he is fucked up. Like, right. you know, he has seen some shit. Right. And he is not in a good space. Um but this is where I start to get frustrated because, like, Christina's holding him up. Right. You, you know? And right. But then but then I get frustrated with Christina because she just wa- also wants everything to just, like, be okay and go away later on when, like, he decides to work through it and go to therapy. And she's like, oh, we're fine. It's fine. And she doesn't really want to do the work. And Right. So, yeah, I think it is sweet, but I'm also like, oh, shit, here we go. Like, we're getting to the ceiling fan thing. This is just the beginning. Does that happen in this season? In must. I think so. Yeah. I thought it was, I guess the part that I liked what also it makes me sad, but it's all like, Owen had been thinking all day about her question of what was your best and worst surgery. And like... At the time, that seemed like the most awkward question. And, like, you were like, oh, God, Christina. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, he's you, that was very embarrassing. But the fact that, like, when he's, wait, like, in a blackout state, clearly remembering some shit and dealing it, and he's in the shower with his clothes on, he, he just is like, Christina. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know my best surgery. And, like, I feel like, because he doesn't remember telling her that, I don't think, the next day. Because he doesn't, he wakes up in the bed and is like, how did I get here? Yeah. But I feel like it shows the, like, heart behind all of the trauma that he was thinking about the question she asked him all day. Well, and I also think, like, thinking about the question she asked all day and how do you answer that question? Mm. Like, in a sober state. Like, because you you don't want to tell someone that. It's a terrible story. It's, like, a very powerful story. Right. But so, like, then you have to go get fucking drunk because you have to numb that shit. Right. And then you end up... So, yeah, I think you're right. I thought it was a great writing that they... It was his best and worst. Oh, yeah. I... uh, I think the whole thing, like, I think the writing is great. I just, like, it's I hard. feel really, I feel really uncomfortable with this storyline. And maybe it will be different this time watching it. I don't know. But I don't know. I, I always just get, like, I've said before, like, I just think both of them as individuals are very broken. And I think they, like, help each other in certain ways. But I don't think they're forevers. And it's... Right. It's a really it's a really hard storyline for me to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. There's a yeah, I I I actually agree wholeheartedly with you. I'm trying to like 
when we watch one episode, try to just like judge the like instead of the whole, whole storyline. Because I, I just like that part when what is, she's like, "You have problems," and he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Will you go out with me anyways?" And she goes, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." But yeah, I you're think right. you're right. She's no, in for a journey. <laughs> that's really no. That's a really good point, and I should try and do that more. I have a very but hard time. but uh, to add a but, I have a hard time with this storyline doing that, it's and always, I don't know why. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, Loki. Boki, wait, where was she? She was in the fucking. Um, she was just in the newest episode. Yeah, she was. She was. Um, no, she was the one with Derek when he was like fixing the prisoner, and Bailey was like, "Stop!" Oh, Boki was there. Was she I just it? wrote Boki. I don't know. That was the note I just saw. She had a big role, or like they called her out in the newest episode, like yeah. in the new season. I love that she's fucking still there. I can't believe it. How much do we think Boki makes? At this point, it's like an it's like a bit that they're continuing. Oh, yeah. So I feel yeah. like she has to be paid a lot. Yeah. Who knows? Um, okay. She's and she's never had a line. No. <laughs> Do you think the last episode they'll give her a Oh, line? they gotta. Or she'll rip off her mask and be like, fuck y'all. Yeah, like, like <laughs> this has been terrible. Maybe she'll sleep with someone. That's what she really deserves. <laughs> to get some hot sex. Or like she won't, or like you'll hear like, like storylines of like, yeah, she slept with Mark and she <laughs> yeah. slept with Derek and she slept with Karab. Or she'll become like, chief. <laughs> oh my God, Boki becomes chief. Um, Boki takes a holiday. <laughs> that sounds like Ernest. Yeah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Should we talk about Bailey? Yeah, and how, like... I wrote Bailey is going through some shit. Yeah, it's very reflective. I'm getting confused of current Bailey and this Bailey because they're going through the same thing. Which we kind of talked about. Yeah, that I, I guess we just... I didn't remember this. Yeah, she is... She wants off this case. Yeah, she even says it out loud. Oh, yeah. The and- difference between how Arizona... Like, to me... And Bailey, I feel like this is a moment she's going through because Bailey can handle hard shit. She has before. We've seen it. Yeah. But I feel like the difference in coping right now, like Arizona was saying to Karev, like, I can't think about the tiny coffins. I have to talk about rainbows and how are you and who are you dating? Because it's like the only way to survive this. Bailey is like, I feel like because like her and her husband have divorced, right? No, not yet. I think they're separated. Separated. Like, I mean, like, Tuck has had some, like, a bookshelf fell on him. <laughs> she became a mom. Like, all of these things. She did, wasn't chief resident at first. Like, all these things have happened to her. And I feel like she doesn't have any happy to cling to, to, like, pull her out of the her patient storylines. Like, yeah. she's just in them, like, 100%. And, and I also rough. feel like she's really, like, this patient has been there for a long time. Right. And we don't know that, but, like, they set that up that way. She's very connected to this patient, and then he starts, like, treatment has been working, and then it's just not. And then some random new doctor comes in, and she wants off the fucking case uh, because she can't handle peds. Right. Which, like, it's true, like, a 60-year-old dying or, like, needing new organs compared to, like, a 7-year-old. Right. I don't, I don't think I could do it. Even, like, Karev, when they go to get the organ. Oh, like, yeah. He's like, it's a kid. And she's like, yep. Like. Well, and John was kind of saying, like, that was a really, like, inappropriate response or something with Karev. And I was like, Would the, this is the first time Karev's been on Pete's. Yeah, this is, like, his intro to it. Yeah. And so I think he well, has he held a really. He a baby with Addison. Yeah, but I think he had a really natural response. Right. I think so, too. 
to like, this is fucked up shit. And Bailey, then when she goes into the OR, which like, it's sort of Meredith's, not fault, but like, that got her going on that idea, like roped her in. Yeah. Um, the rope-a-dope. <laughs> I don't know, but I like that word. I just, I don't know. It was weird. I actually really liked how Derek handled it. Like, I mean, he's mean. Oh, it's scary. Well, yeah, very scary. But I feel like he made his point. Like, like Are okay. we executioners or are we doctors? Yeah, and just like, he's like, I'm not going to do anything until you give me the okay, Bailey. Like, if you're wanting this guy to die, then you need to be the person that makes that happen. Like, Yeah, like, this is on you. Right, and I, I actually feel like, I mean, very dramatic. <laughs> but, like, I just felt like, she realized, like, no, I actually don't want that. Like, that's not, you know. Right. Uh, how would, how did you feel about Chief? Oh, God. Well, first of all, that boy, the mom saying you can go, which any scene, I forgot that he ended up, like, living. But, yeah. like, any scene where someone is telling someone it's okay to go is just too much for me. Like, it's it is so, so sad. hard to watch. So the mom was, like, okay with that or whatever. And then, like, no, just kidding, Chief. We and got then, fucking like, Yeah, and start CPR. Um, which... I do think it's really powerful that they showed that though too because I I I think it happens more often than like people talk about that like when you uh, like your loved ones when they're dying can hear you and when right. you tell them it's okay that like they, like, like we're going to take care of everything we'll take care of so and so you can just go like I, it happens all the time that people yeah. let finally let go right so then to be like no just kidding yeah like, like no I like yeah Come, come back, little boy. What was his name? Jackson. Jasmine? No, Jackson, not Jasmine. <laughs> For the record, Breed is broke and said Jasmine. I thought is, that was his name. Which is like Jafar, Aspen. Jasmine, Jasmine is a name in, in some I, movie or something. Name your firstborn Jasmine and I'll believe you. <laughs> it is a name in something. <laughs> I like Jasmine. What is it in? Jafar. No. <laughs> no. Um... Yeah, no, I agree with you. I did love, I love any Chief Bailey moment. And I love that Bailey's like, I crossed lines today. And Chief just says, so did I. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, Chief, I don't like that they cross lines. Whoa. Inappropriate <laughs> with asking for the organs. Like, really inappropriate. True. But do you feel like if you were in that position and you realized what could be saved, like, it would be very hard to see that person die and not have their organs. Oh, for sure. But I'm just I'm not saying, saying it's right, but I'm saying. Yeah, no, like I think like I get in great television, yes. you know, like really worked <laughs> we out well. We have a segment called great television. television yeah. It's like things that wouldn't be okay in real life. Yeah. But, but I was just like, oh man, chief, you like, like he said at the end, he crossed some lines. Yeah. Like, like because she, because she said like, no, like he was kind of trying to ask. Coursing. And then he came back and he gave this like speech and it was like. You can't do that. But all right. Yeah. Whatever. I just love that. Well, I love that she finally broke He's down. He can do whatever he wants. It's true. I love that she finally, Bailey finally broke down because I think that was needed. It needed to come out. She got to cry. The hands. I know. The fucking hands, And man. then Chief is just, I like that he acknowledges. They're like, so did I. Like, I'm, there's no such thing as perfection. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was great. Great little moment. Um, And he goes to touch her and she's like, don't touch me. Yeah. Like, you know that. Yeah. It's like. Well, I also really appreciated Arizona when Bailey's like, I want off this case. I want off this case. Arizona was like, when is the last time you've slept? Right. And she was like, I think you should get like an hour. I know. You know, like like not even like a night's sleep. Yeah. Like you should go take an hour. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Like you are actually not fine. That's how I felt today when I was late for my or early for my therapy appointment. 
Yeah, I would have cried too. <laughs> uh, um, okay. We've got the two biggies left. This is the long fucking episode. I love it. There was a lot that happened in these. Is this yeah, a season? Have, was this um, a mid-season finale? 12, 13? Could be. Maybe. It could be. I'll have to look. Because it felt like... It felt really epic. Let's see the dates. Um, one aired January 22nd and then February 5th. So, no. The mid-season finale was a couple weeks ago. Huh. Anyways. Okay. So... Do we want to talk about, do you want to start with the prisoner, go to Ghost Denny, and then end with the last scene? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, who, uh, not whose side are you on? Who do you relate more to? Like Meredith's reaction to it all or Derek's? I can empathize with both. Like that's just clear. What's weird is like, I, like I, Okay understand Meredith at the very end of the episode. Yes. The most. Right. But, like, I totally, I guess, like, I understand where Derek is coming from that, like, we're doctors and, like, Mm -hmm. life is life. But I don't feel like Derek is coming from a place of, like, life is life and we're doctors. He's like, this person doesn't get to die and not be executed. Do you think you feel more like Christina, maybe, who believes in a rule? I feel like Christina's take on it is you just have to do what— is correct. Yeah. I I feel like my take on it would be like, like I want to show you compassion and it like really sucks that you're a serial killer, but I took an oath and like yeah. I have to like right. save you. You know? Like that's where I would say, but I don't feel like it's, it's that for any of the characters. Right, right. Which is good writing because like it makes you be like, well, who do I side more with? Like, I don't think I would be Meredith being like bash you, your head against Yeah, like the, you can die this way. I just don't think No, I agree with you. But I do think that like what she does at the end, I would. Yes. So yeah, the bashing in the head is forever imprinted on my mind. I wrote, oh, I hate this part. Yeah, it's so visual and like. Yeah, and the noise and all the blood in the first part of the next episode. There's no music either. It's Ugh. just like dead silence. And also when they pull that a literal skull flap, <laughs> but like the chunk of bone. Yeah. Yeah, like his, his skull. skull off to the side. All I can think about is that being an open hole and how much that would hurt to hit your brain. And in, in your, and bleed so much. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's very hard and for me swell. to watch. Yeah, and swell, all of that. Makes me kind of want to throw up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can we even piss that? I feel. Um, like it makes you a little tingly. Yeah, I feel gross right now. Yeah. What if I, I need some more wines. On stage. <laughs> on stage. I'm on cue. This is a live podcast. Oh my god. Um. Okay. So. I just feel like that is big. So wait, you didn't answer. How do you feel? Same. Like similar. Similar. To you. Okay. I'm not a rule breaker, so I wouldn't be able to do what Mary. Like I would. Yeah. I would have to tell Derek his brain is bleeding. Like yeah. I I couldn't hold that in. See, I don't know. Like I don't know that I could like do what Meredith did about like as your doctor. I have to inform you. Right, don't right. fucking bash your brain in. But like when he did, if he figured out to do that on, on his own, I might be able to not tell Derek. Okay, here's another question. Do yeah. you actually think he was playing her? Or do you think he got scared and didn't want to die? I think he got scared and he didn't want to die. I do not think he was playing her. I and Meredith was, can see right through that. I think it was great writing, though. That, yeah. Because like, you're like, oh, what? Like, yeah. yeah. I was playing you this whole time. and like, He doesn't want to show weakness. Because he's a serial killer and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, but then when she was like, 
William, you were afraid of dying. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I see, she's like, I would be too. Like, and then he was like, it would be nice. That's when he says it would be nice to have a film familiar face in the crowd. I think that's when you know that like he was afraid of dying. Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch that line, but I know it's there. But yeah, yeah so, so it's right after mean. that. They like just stare yeah. at each other for a moment. And he was like, it would be nice to have a familiar face in the crowd because meaning he is afraid to die. Yeah. Well, and all of the people that are there watching are probably the families of Absolutely. the people he killed. Yeah. Um, let's, I don't really have anything other to say because the end is really where all my. Um, I just, th- there are a couple notes that I wrote that like, um, just that this prisoner is so dark. Like yeah. this is a really dark storyline. And I think it was, really well written and a really good storyline for Christina and Meredith to be fighting during this time. Right, because I think it's when they Meredith really needed someone to bounce her thoughts off of. But it's weird, though, because Christina, I don't think, would have understood. No, I don't think so. That's why I think it's really brilliant. And, um, and this guy is just, I don't know. It's just really, it's just a really dark storyline. And I I don't think we get super dark storylines like this on Grey's Anatomy that often. No. Also, when she describes the difference between lethal injection and hanging, which didn't even know you could choose hanging. Uh, it's certain states. Seems very Game of Thrones. Yeah. So there are like old ways of execution. Well, because not every state, the death penalty is legal. So there are on the books, like certain states where you can choose, you can choose uh, like firearm. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Like shoot, like where like like nine people shoot you. You would choose that? No, probably lethal injection. Um, Not hanging. Fuck no. Even her description of it, I was like, uh, pass. <laughs> but then she's like, you pass out right away. Yeah, but lethal injection, they give you a, like a anesthetic first. I don't know. Also didn't realize it was such a big machine. Yeah. Very scary. Um, yeah. I've the got, whole thing, like capital punishment is. Yeah, it's a fucking dark storyline. Like it's, it's, I'm amazed that Gray's tackled it. Yeah, and I didn't know. So that must mean that Washington... At has, the time, maybe it doesn't anymore, but I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's in a goof. <laughs> maybe it'll be. If goof. that's legal. I just feel like Washington wouldn't be a state that had, yeah, the state where that, that was legal. weed right away. Why would they? I don't know I, why I think those are coincide, <laughs> but I feel like they do. I don't know. I, I always just, picture like the South. Yeah, so do I. But, <laughs> but maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, so I don't know. It's very dark. I feel like this guy looks like a mix between that neurosurgeon and also Seth Green. <laughs> and also, yeah, that's true. And also, like, once again, I know we said this before, but why isn't he in, like, the prison hospital? I think it's very bizarre. Maybe they don't have, do they not have neurosurgeons there? I don't think it matters because there is, like, a recent episode where all of the doctors go yeah, to a no, prison. Yeah, no, I remember that. So. Um, okay, let's let's pass over to Ghost Denny before okay. we talk about that last scene. So... I feel like, I feel happy that we're finally past the point of like, now Izzy understands why Ghost Denny is there and it's not just ghost sex. Although, you know, I did enjoy it and I enjoyed the listeners' (laughs) comments on ghost sex. It's great. I, there's a couple moments that stand out for me in it. And like one is in the first episode. um, It's the right at the very end when... Well, because Izzy breaks up with him. Yeah, Izzy, yep, I have that. Which is really big. And then 
we find out Alex's mom, because Izzy's like, I want to meet your mom. I want to go on dates. I want to hold your hand, whatever. They break up, and then Alex is sitting on the bed, like, smiley and happy. And I don't know why I got GGBs when Denny sits next to him, and he's just like, we have to talk. Yeah. Even though, like, I know what this all means, but I feel like then you realize something not good Right. Because he says it in a way that's not like, we have to talk. You stole my girl. Yeah, like, like I want to be with Izzy. It's, it's like, like a sad we have to talk. Yeah. And it also sucks because, yet again, now that I know Alex lives a happy storyline, at the time you're like, oh, fuck. Like, like we just want like something. Because he looks so joyful. <laughs> yeah, like we just want something good to happen for yes. you. And to stay good. Right. So then... He says that fucking phrase a thousand times in episode Well, and then, 13. so, but then the next episode, like, Izzy is pretty much like, I asked you, like, I told you to leave. Right. And so it's like this whole episode is building up where she's getting really mad. And then he's in her bedroom, too, and she, like, turns on the light. And yep. she's like, why are you still here? Like, I I'm told, here for you, I told Izzy you to Stevens. go. And then they're, like, in the, like, supply closet. And then... He's, like, getting upset with her, like, think right. like a scientist. And she's, like, I don't know what you mean. She can't focus on her surgeries because he's talking over Which, literally, one of my notes is, shut up, Denny. Yeah. Because, like, he can't stop talking when she's trying to have it. Which, I, again, love that that uh, Karev is, like, is dead guy talking to you again? Like, what? Like, he's not attacking when he asks. Like, he's just, like, what's going on with you? But then he does end up saying, like, to her, like, if you want to do that shit at home— like, that's fine. I'm cool with it. I'm not judging you. But, like, we're at work now. So, like, right, stop right, right. fucking shit up. Right. Even in, the, I noticed there was a, even in, like, the beginning of episode 13, he, Denny has that line where he just, he doesn't get, like, he doesn't make it understanding yet. But he says, like, I thought this was heaven, but it might be my hell. And, like, he hints towards, like, what's going on right away there. Yeah, and, Izzy has a breakdown. I go, everyone is breaking down in front of Arizona. Um and so then they're outside. Yeah, it was really, it gave me like. Wait, so then, wait, where is she where she realizes that? She leaves. Well, she, doesn't she leave? She gets kicked off of Arizona. Like, that yeah. One, and if she runs outside. Yeah, but someone says something like, I, I, what, someone says I'm here for you. Oh, she, she's talking to Jackson's mom. because Yes, yes, and, yes, yes. Yeah, and she's like. You're here for him. Like, that's, that's what, what matters. It, you can't do anything, but you're here for him. And then she, like, Whoa. And then she realizes what it means. And then she's like, I'm sick. Although I don't get... Oh, yeah. So that makes her think she's sick because he's here for her. I'm just amazed that she can put it all together. It's very confusing to me. That she can put her hallucinations together? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, she has that whole thing, too, where she's like, you're real. I can touch you. Yeah. I can feel you. Yeah, I can the make supply out closet. with you. He's like, he's like, is he? Well, he's like, she's making out with him or whatever. Yeah. Um, did we feel like the last kiss was weird? Yeah. Like, his mouth was, like, very open <laughs> and hers was not. It was uncomfortable for yeah. me. It was weird. And then I just loved— So I Googled because I was confused. I wanted to make sure I fully understood what I'm here for you meant. Like, like to take her from this world. Right. If she—she she has, like, a choice, though. Like, so what I was—because, like, she— Wait, what? Yeah, because— no. <laughs> I'm ending the podcast. <laughs> Priest, like, thank you for listening. <laughs> oh, no, fuck you. What do you mean she has a choice? In the was article I was reading, it was saying, because then at the end, she says, like. Is this a think piece? <laughs> no, I don't know. But, but, you know, okay, Denny's like, at first when they asked me to come back for you, I was like, yes, I'm going to my version of heaven. He's like, and now I realize 
this is actually like your hell and whatever. Right. And he's like, if you say goodbye to me or whatever, like I might not be able to come back. Right. And then she has that thing where she says something like, I choose <laughs> your notes. She goes, I choose life. Yeah. And she makes out. And then I don't think he appears for a while. He does not. That's correct. I wrote by Denny. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I don't think if she would have been like, I choose you, she would have died right then and there. But he would have stayed, I think. I think maybe. But it's also just writing. I know, this- but I was reading it. Th- I don't know. It was about like she. Like, so we're looking at him as the like the angel of death. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. Yes. But I think like it's kind of like as this patient, you have a choice of how you're going to tackle your illness. Like you can tackle it like thinking positively, and like that doesn't mean it'll happen. But like you can choose to like like Denny disappears for a while because like she's like I don't want to go with you. Yes. So I think yeah. it's more of a mindset. I guess is my point. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I'm making sense. No, I think that makes I think that makes sense that like. He is, he's the angel of death. So she, and she says, I choose life. I don't want you. Right. Realizing she's sick, which sucks that like. It took so long. Well, and like that is like, it's a really brilliant writing because that's how her brain manifested death. Yeah. You know, was. Right. Him. You know, or you can think of it in like a paranormal way where like he really is there or whatever, but. I, if I you want to think about brain. it really yeah. like scientifically, like her brain is creating these hallucinations that, that would create someone who's dead. Right. As, yeah. I thought, it, yeah, it's really, the more, I, I like the storyline more this time than like the first time I saw it. Yeah. And I, I love that he like wants to say goodbye to her one last time. I think it's really romantic because even if it is like her brain hallucinating, right. it's romantic television. Yeah. John was like, Izzy needs to stop standing in parking lots making out with no one. I, like, <laughs> I, I had that thought, like, but I switched it aside for the, for for the, the joy of television. Yeah. yeah, also I thought about, I liked how she gets mad at him that like, in her head, like he was selfish with her time. He should yeah. just come out and say it. And Instead it said, of like having sex with her and like right, right, it's wooing her. her. She's a doctor. She realizes that like all of this time spent, which I wonder what the actual time frame is. But Yeah, I also wrote a note that death is scary. Yeah. Like that's really... I like to think that I'll be like, I'm fucking tired. Can't wait. Like, you'll be like, um, the lady in the end of Titanic. Which one? Rose. Oh. And throw oh, and your she's rose. old. Yeah, she's yeah. like 105 years yeah, old. Yeah, and she's like, I had this great life. I'm going to go throw this beautiful throw piece of jewelry into- in the water and, like, peace. I think even if Jake, my husband, drowned in the Titanic, I wouldn't throw my expensive necklace to him. I might. I think I would <laughs> donate it to something. No, you... <laughs> A Britney Spears music video. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else on Ghost Denny? Um, I don't think so. I think we. I think we covered. Yeah. Oh, I just feel so sad that she. That sick. would be so, like I not ugh, poor Izzy. Like what? Pan, what panic? Mm-hmm. You know? Like where do you start? Doesn't where do you she, go? Doesn't she like get scans in private, like in secret? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, I that's not what I would do. I'd be like. Hey, friends and smart people, I'm ill. Yeah, I'm real. Well, mm. but he also you sound crazy. Yeah, like I've been having sex with a dead person. Yeah, and then also, like you probably don't want to stop like doing your job, and so people will like shove you in a hospital bed and right. shit. Right, no, that's true. <sighs> try and Poor keep, Alex. Try and keep life as normal as possible. 
Poor Karev. And you have like brain meds. Okay. okay. Um, well, let's get into yeah, the even Karev, sadder right. scene to end this. This is so. an iconic fucking Grey scene. Yeah. Like, it's one of my favorites. Like, this storyline might be hard for me to watch, but I love, I don't know why, I just love that Meredith is the person that will go to this guy's execution. I love, okay, there's, can I just talk? Go, I want to hear your thoughts. I love that she walks in, she sits down, he looks over and doesn't quite see her, and then the crowd parts a little bit, and he does. I love the line that he smells lemons, Mm -hmm. I think. My grandpa was right. Yeah. And I love, I just got shivers. I love that she looks down and then decides to look back up again. 100%. She looks away, but then she's like, no, I'm here. Like, I'm going to, and they look at each other Mm -hmm. eye to eye. And then as uncomfortable and terrible as it is, she lifts her head back up because she chose to be there. She's going to be. And I just think it's, I think it's brilliant. I think it's really, really brilliant. And then for her to come out, for Derek to be waiting there, and she doesn't expect Derek to be right. there. Because I don't think Derek dropped her off or anything. No, I think and Derek, I wasn't expecting him to be there either. Like, I forgot. Yeah. And so Derek is waiting for her. And then for her to be like, I... Like, no, you don't understand me. Like, I don't understand me. Great acting. It's an Oscar for that performance. Great acting. And then she was like, I just wanted to show him compassion. And it was terrible. Yeah. Like, is that what she says? It was terrible. Like, it was horrible. It was terrible or whatever. And then she cries in his arms. Like, I get everything (laughs) of that, like, 35 to 40 seconds of that last Mm -hmm. episode is. Like, just wanting to show someone comp- compassion but like it it maybe not meaning a goddamn thing like right. for how painful that was for Meredith I don't know that it actually meant that much for this serial killer right to see her in the crowd you know what i mean but it sh- i feel like it shows so much about her yes it yeah I couldn't get over the acting and, like, her delivery of it and just how simple. She didn't say very many words. Like, I wanted to show him compassion. It was terrible. Yeah. And then, like, that she's not just, like, sort of crying. She's, like— Weeping. Weeping, yeah. And and also, again, that, like, Derek was there. Because I don't think—I don't know. I just—that probably surprised her as much as it did us. And I feel like— it's one of those times when we talk about the show where I can be like, oh, I can get behind the two of them. Like, they love each other despite. Right, because Derek doesn't get it. Like, no. Derek would not be in the crowd. He would not show that type of compassion. But Derek would would choose to perform the surgery, you know? Right. But, like, but he still showed up at the end, and he's right. still there. Right. Like, right. like you said, love despite. Like, it doesn't matter that, like, you, this is the choice that you made. Like, I'm going to love you regardless. And I don't maybe get why you did this. Right. But like your dark and twistiness is like lovely too. Right. It's just. It was a, it's, it might be one of my top, like, like really supporting Mayor Dare. Like, did you cry? Oh yeah. Me too. I took a picture just to prove. Yeah. I, I got real, I didn't like sob, but I got like very wet eyes. Yeah. And just like. 
And the just, way they, like, the way he hugs her. I just think, too, like, I can see also my, like, I could see, it's like you want to change someone. Like, I feel like Meredith wanted to, like, like, prove to that guy, like, no, like. There's goodness. Right. Like, despite everything that you right. have done. Right. Like, I will show up for you. Right. Yeah. Also, that And then was, it, like, mirrors that, like. Derek. Will. Derek shows up and then Christina shows, shows up. up. Yeah. You know, like, we just keep showing up for people. And it's, like, this ripple effect of, like, you show up for the worst fucking human being and then people show up for you and, you, yeah. Yeah, you show up for your friends and family even when you don't necessarily believe in what they're doing because they're your friends. Yeah. And they're your family. Like, I, I just felt, too, like, she the part where she looks down again when I was watching that, I was like shit wait I thought they make eye contact like my brain like panicked like no you you're here to look at him in the eye and then she looked back up and I was like damn that was good yeah it's really good oh um, it's sad and so then <laughs> there's a great humor line coming up in this <laughs> right so Derek shows up at Christina's door and is like you like she won't stop crying like yeah, I don't she know went what to, to the execution. execution I don't know what to do and she asked did you propose <laughs> she's so good I I audibly laughed yeah. like, ah! like you, you know you need those little moments of humor in these very fucking dark times yeah and then um I always want to know what they said so there's no sound you don't yeah. hear their audio you just like Hear the music and well, no. What no? You're, what happens is he shows up. He's like Meredith won't stop crying, and right. she said, "Did you propose?" And he said, "No." She went to the execution, and Christina like bolted out the door, which I just yeah love that like everything that happened between them just doesn't matter in that moment, right? Right. And when they got when Christina got into the car, and Derek just like sat up on the bench and like crossed his legs and was like. Honestly, Derek looked like he was ready to sit there all night. Like, yeah. it didn't matter. And I turned to John and I went, they're the real love story. And he was like, why? I was like, Meredith and Christina, they're the real love story of this show. Because they are. Like, yeah. Derek stepped out and, like, the people, um, I know some people wouldn't agree with this. There are some people who listen to the podcast that don't agree. But Christina and Meredith are soul sisters mm-hmm. and get like the dark and twistiness. Yes. They understand and I think it's, each other. I think it's wonderful and beautiful that Derek was there to support Meredith, but even Derek recognized he couldn't reach that part of Meredith and right. she needed her best friend. Also that like, it's funny how things become in perspective where like their fight about the interns and whatever like dissipates when something bigger yeah. is happening, which like, I got really like thoughtful during, and I was picturing like, what if this was Bree and I, and like, and like we had this like weird fight about something dumb, but then something big happened. Oh, immediately, you like forget the yeah, thing. Yeah, you don't like, give a shit about what. Yeah, <laughs> no, you maybe like make a comment about it later to just like be like, we're good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But like, yeah, there's no, there's like no matter what that like just disappears. So it was just it's a it was a cool, fucking great ending. Yeah. It should have just ended the show there. <laughs> yeah, it really did it for me. Really did it for me. Um, I do you have any stray notes? Uh, I think I have a couple that are not about this, like funny, weird things. Uh, one was Mara's eating pot roast and says her parents are dead. <laughs> Which, like, her mom is dead, but her dad is very much alive. Uh, this I one. did, I wrote a note about, in, like, the first one, Denny just following around. Yeah, I thought it was really, yeah, like, yeah. really ridiculous. 
Um, Derek has this very serious conversation with his mom at the lunchroom, and he has crumbs all over his face. <laughs> I didn't like, see I, that. he's eating and talking, and I don't think it was supposed to be that way, but like, <laughs> there was like a crumb on his mustache beard. I it wrote, is. Christina's outfit is terrible for the date oh, yeah. with Owen with that belt thing and yeah. that sweater and those like black flared dress pants. Yeah. She does not dress like no, that. No, no. It was really bad. Also, we learned Derek has nieces. I guess. One of the sisters must have kids because some, it was something like, I bought things in the gift shop for your nieces. And I'm like, who the fuck are these nieces and why does Meredith never see them? I don't know. Uh, okay. And then... Uh, the music in the beginning of um, episode 13 is super spooky. It's very spooky. Derek has that ring. Um, George. Oh, George has literally no storyline. Oh, wait. This is funny. Who says this? I think I think Derek says this to Christina about them fighting. He says, isn't it about time you wrap that up? <laughs> Which I think is really funny. It's exactly how it should be. Because he wants, oh, he wants her opinion on the ring. The ring, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's like, isn't it about time you wrap, wrap that up? up? <laughs> like, just stop doing that. Move on. Thank you. Should I read Goofs? Oh, yeah. I have Goofs for the second one. Okay, I have them both open if you don't feel like looking at your phone, but. <laughs> okay, so the first one, this episode's title originated from the song Sympathy for the Devil, originally sung by the Rolling Stones, scored 12.95 million viewers. It is revealed that Lexi is 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. While, go- while going to pick up Jackson's liver and intestines with Alex, Arizona mentions that she feels much closer to death on a plane oh. rather than in the <laughs> OR. At the end of season eight, she was in a plane crash and nearly died. I actually had a note in there about, like, weird to see yeah. the two of them in an airplane. yeah. You got the other one? Yeah. Um, that that was it. Yeah. Um, this episode title or this episode's title originated from the song Stairway to Heaven, or obviously originally sung by Led Zeppelin. And this episode scored 14.25 million viewers, and that's it. There's mm-hmm. no other. One of the songs on that episode I'm seeing, it must have been the last one, Drifting Further Away by Powderfinger, but the label <laughs> for it has the Grey's Anatomy soundtrack. So it must have been one oh, that made it onto the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Damn. And we'll MVP. Okay, okay, so I have to think about one overall. For the first episode, I didn't do this in the second one. First one, I wanted to write Derek's mom. Yeah, I I think I was going to say Mrs. Shepard. Yeah, Yeah, I just loved her. For the second one... I think Meredith. Yeah. I mean, she fucking... She might have broken some rules and crossed some lines. Yeah, but that end scene, man, she like... She did some human things. She had everyone's best interests in mind. Like, she was trying to do the right thing. Yeah. What, like, what her heart and her core were telling her right. to do in her spirit, I'll you know? even say Christina as a second in the sense that she forgives the Meredith fight in that moment. And then and Derek, and Derek is a third, man. Yeah. Like that, like the holy, like, <laughs> Trinity. Trinity. <laughs> and even though I don't, like, I'm nervous for the Owen-Christina thing, like, Christina also, like, telling Owen, like, I know you have problems. I'll still continue to... I yeah. see you. So. Mm-hmm. Also, Derek has a fucking ring, guys. Shit's going to be coming up soon. I love Elevator it. proposal. I don't remember that that's where it is. Before we... Um, End uh, this 18-hour yeah. episode? Well, yeah. Are you going to tell them what we got for next week? Yes. Because we just have a one a onesie next week. This was episode- a big Z. Yeah, we have an uh, uh, we have an episode fourteen next week. It's called "Beat Your Heart Out." It's episode fourteen, and 
Um, let's see. Izzy has the interns do tests on her. Mm. I forget about this. Yeah, because she keeps it anonymous. Um, Chief tries to get Bailey to stay in general surgery, so she must, like, try to get out. Dr. Dixon and Robbins both tell her she really is meant for peds. Lexi decides she wants to go public with Mark, withholding everything from him until he does, and it must be sex. Arizona kisses Callie. This is a big episode. Knowing that Meredith is ready for marriage, Derek gets ready to propose, but his plans for a grand gesture are interrupted. Interesting. That's what we have to look forward to. So, are we going to rate it? Heck yeah. Are we rating it as one? Yes. Like, as, yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Because I always go second. Well, lately I've been making you go first. Yeah. Do you know what you're going to rate it? I'm going between two numbers. You go first. I'm afraid to say 10 because it wasn't perfect, but it was, it's up there. So I'm just, but nine seems too low. 9.25, That's great. Nine point, because I was going to say nine scalpels. Perfect. So that's like very on, yeah. on brand for yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I really, like, really enjoyed this. It's a really uncomfortable storyline, but I think what you get out of the end of it is mm-hmm. like a lot of GGBs. And we have a couple of listeners who say they skip over these episodes. Go back and watch them because the prisoner shit sucks. Right. But like, you get some good. Some Meredith good feels. Derek stuff. Yeah, yeah, out of the Just end Just watch of the last, like, five minutes. There, I, I don't know. I feel like watch you have to watch thing. the whole thing to build up to it. I mean, it just took us, like, what, four hours to unpack yeah, it Jesus, all? Jesus, this is, like, almost a two-hour episode. Yeah. Um, Time of death? Oh, okay, yeah, we're just going right into Oh, it. I thought you had something to say, or I didn't know. Um, I was just going to say, please rate the <laughs> podcast. And five stars. Five stars. Five scalpels. And it's been really fun. This was great. Yeah. I almost wish we were smart enough to divide this into twos. So like twos? Twos to make him wait. Um We love you guys. Alright, time of death. 2158. Peace.